0: Here
1: we go again, cringers. I'm Stacy.
0: And I'm Steve.
1: And this is our cringe fest. Steve and I are thrilled to welcome David G. Radford to this very special episode of our cringe fest. Hi.
0: Hello. Hey, David. Thank you for, for being here. It's my pleasure. Uh, I you, you, Hold that thought, okay? <laughs> it <laughs> might change. Okay. So yeah, so Stacy and I put a little bit of or did a little digging on on your background and and uh, folks listening we we think you're going to be real impressed when you when you hear everything this 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 guy has done. So, oh so, <laughs> uh, the very first movie Stacy and I watched together was Night of the Weir Rooster. That's David's movie in well. <laughs> completely I would I would say <laughs> and we of course we we want to hear a, a lot more about that uh, but you know the other thing we found is David has a whole series of of uh, ebooks uh, available that are out they're out on Amazon maybe some pl- other places too and they're they are hysterical of uh, highly recommend you, you you take a look at those i, I I'm, I'm i'm about three books in right now and they're just hysterical
1: i'm I'm, in, I'm i'm doing the uh the poker one so far and i'm oh, okay. loving it <laughs>
0: okay. vampires playing poker that's hysterical <laughs> okay so stacy you've got a whole list of all the great stuff oh yes David's done right so,
1: yep all right, so cringers, please welcome author, videographer, or videographer, actor, director, director of photography, editor, makeup artist, which I always love my makeup artists, prop <laughs> masters, screenwriters, visual effects artists, and voice actor, David G. Radford.
2: That's me. You got it.
1: Whew. man, that's quite a quite a list <laughs> yeah. of, uh, of accomplishments there, and and I know that you did. 99% of Where rooster the eff- i i'm i love i love effects
0: right oh the the yeah and the, the the special effects you guys put together for that movie are just hysterical i don't <laughs> i don't know how you did it i, I honest to god the I, I and i learned so much i mean I, I learned how caustic chicken shit was i didn't know that absolutely you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely well especially Where Rooster yeah okay right right yeah it's got a little supernatural extra little bit up to it
1: wouldn't wouldn't that have been aware hens
2: it would have been the same concept what you don't discriminate based on
1: a cloaca is a cloaca stacy
2: pretty much it. as long as it's got that little bit of supernatural in it it can do amazing things
1: what was it what was it made out of Are you ready? Yes.
2: We had a five-gallon bucket of uh, cookies and cream pudding.
1: (laughs) I would have never thought of cookies and cream.
2: So the budget, if if you want to just jump into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the budget for the entire movie was $600. You
0: know, we saw that on the internet, and we didn't believe
2: it. (laughs) I understand that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. But. um, (laughs) We're, we're blessed to live in an area where people when you come to them and they say i've got this idea would you like to be a part of it many of them go sure why not so <laughs> um we had volunteer actors we had locations that were just basically given to us uh to do uh-huh. with as we please which almost led to our arrest but didn't quite <laughs> get into that, you know.
0: oh yeah we want to hear that <laughs> uh-huh
2: uh <laughs> basically uh we begged and borrowed to get the camera equipment to do the thing in the first place because some of our equipment was pretty low-key and one of the things that i'm pretty proud of is i managed to match each camera so that even people who usually notice that kind of thing um Uh don't know that we didn't shoot it with more than one kind of camera so i was pretty happy about that yeah um yeah and just basically you know that's a lot of pudding 600 bucks uh, Lou's, uh corpse is uh, mostly newspaper and halloween decorations and you know paint so i mean you can do a whole lot with uh, very little and of course we couldn't find real breast implants spoilers uh-huh. so um, <laughs> we used uh, balloons and um i, <laughs> we... I, I would Blonde not have actually bust. guessed that <laughs> yeah. One of them bust while we were out there shooting, so we only had the one that we can actually <laughs> use on set. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you just do what you got to do. So,
1: so, uh, so uh, the the ending spoilers where they're going through the maze. I kind of wanted to know: is that the same set as the barn scene? Because the way that you had it set up could have been in a barn.
2: Right. It was. Uh, Now, I'm going to let you know that I have read your very thought-out reviews (laughs) of my movie. And the thing that uh, it seems to uh, have stuck in your mind was that they are supposed to be on an island. But here's a barn, and there's the town, and where did the ride come from, right? The the car. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So... In the, uh, I just wanted to, uh, literally, this this is obviously going to be spoiler. I mean, <laughs> thing. but in the reveal in the barn, it is mentioned that we're really close to town. The whole okay. Oh, okay, it was like a, an audition, basically, as the as Lance's character Buddy says. Okay, so that's basically it. If you're not familiar with an area, and somebody tells you you have to go across the lake to get to some place and you spend hours getting there. <laughs> Most people don't realize there's probably another town. Like, On I'm the other door. side, right. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't get that. So yeah, that was kind of the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to disorient you. And then at the end, I'm going to reveal, oh, by the way, yeah, we, we could have gone from the other we're,
0: side. We were just, means, yeah, they're just next door. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay.
2: But oh, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure you guys did that. But uh, no, it, it was, uh, I was like, question that needs to be answered because <laughs> it, it fit prominently into your reviews i thought maybe i would missed that somehow but, uh, no that was basically the budget it was like how how much money do we have on hand and this was our second attempt to shoot it the first time we had uh, another six hundred dollars and we were days with finishing it when one of our actors decided to go off and get married and just never came back oh wow so <laughs> As a volunteer, there's not really a whole lot you not, can do. Not much there. you can do, yeah, <laughs> which puts you in a precarious <laughs> position. And so, over the years since then, that was 2010 uh, until about 2014, I had been trying to figure out how in the world we're going to finish this movie. I mean, I thought about doing a narrative thing where the a guy's reading a book, and then you get the little chapters of it or something for things uh-huh. that we get actually shot. Um, how, have you, how do you work around these obstacles? And that's basically what filmmaking is to me. Is here's your story. Here are the obstacles you don't know you're going to run into. <laughs> how do you complete the story? <laughs> so, uh, but the group got together. Uh, the ones who had remained, and they really wanted to finish it. And so, in 2014, we tried it again. We just took a whole other stab at it, and we're like, you just out with the old, with the new, started movie. from the top, all over. Absolutely. Wow. We do some of the characters. We reached out to local community colleges to see if there were people in their acting departments that wanted to try to get a, a um, credit or something like that. And once we put all that together, we found locations. We found the marina, um, Travis at the marina. That's where we almost got arrested. Um, Loaned <laughs> us a boat. We didn't even have to pay for it. Hence the part where we almost got arrested. And uh, <laughs> he did not own the boat, but he did loan it to us um so yeah there were uh <laughs> there were various things that happened throughout the course of the filming and of course uh clayton nearly died and uh we had yeah uh, it was, just
0: I, I i saw stuff. some 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 stuff about that on the internet what what happened he took he the fall right. or
2: okay so the scene is uh the very beginning scene where you have the hunter mm-hmm. setting up the the young lady to be bait basically right. um Uh, there's a there's a cliff in this scene now of course just like being across the ocean or the the lake the cliff is not that big it's a little ledge that you can literally walk up on you stick your heads like this and you look over and suddenly you're on dangling off a cliff (laughs) oh Um, okay okay so it was completely safe. he walked through it we were going to go shoot his scene as we were getting up there to practice i showed him exactly what i wanted to do i got up on the cliff and then I stepped off on the log. There was a log right here, and walked off onto the ground and walked away. So he got up there, and I made sure I had my shot and such. And he got up, and he was like, like this. And I said, yes. So he hadn't changed into his, you know, cams or camouflage stuff or anything. Uh-huh. And uh, he said, like this. And I said, yeah, that's it. So he steps down to go change into his outfit, and the log cracks. Oh, uh-huh. now uh-huh. I'm a small person, personally. Uh, I. Uh, uh-huh pretty tiny guy. So he was a lot bigger than I am. (laughs) And uh, so he pulls his leg up and he's like, uh, I said, well, you know, there's a path right here. You don't really have to step on that log. I just did that to get back, but there's a path, you know, you just have to go right down two feet to the right. And uh, he's like, Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'll just jump down. And so he steps on that log and the log rolls over taking his legs out from underneath him. and He landed completely prone onto the log and impaled himself on one of the branches and immediately it's time to go to the hospital yeah yeah Yeah. so i walk him to the hospital it's just the two of us i mean we're doing this kind of stuff there's hardly anybody else there uh so i'm walking him back to the car to get to the hospital, it was one of the few times that we were speeding and no, no cop in sight, obviously. I <laughs> really want <laughs> a police officer. <laughs> um, we are on the other side of the lake. There's no cell service. I mean, it, it was it was really not a very good place to have something like that happen. We got him back to the hospital just fine. The surgeon had to clean him up and sew him back together. Uh, did tell him if you're going to be impaled, this is the perfect place to do it because (laughs) anyway, one way or the other would have been really, uh, really bad. And, uh, anyway, so when you watch that scene and you see Clayton out there with the gun and he's shaking, he's not active. He's like three or four weeks outside of the hospital. And he decided, I want to come back and do this role. And there he is. I mean, he's there and he's like literally trembling because he's still healing and he's still going through a lot of stuff. And he's back on those cliff areas that he fell from the first time. Uh, so he had a whole lot of that. And so when he's like struggling to get over that cliff, hardly any acting involved. <laughs> <laughs> the man is facing some fears and he wanted to do it. Now I didn't push him to do it. Fortunately, he, he just wanted to do it. It came out that way. And it was like he's really proud of that scene. I mean, he's really, really happy with way that thing turned out. When you see him running through the woods, he can't run through the woods. He's out of surgery three weeks. That's his son, Justin, running through the woods. Oh, no you see him dangling off the cliff from the bottom, and his legs, that's me. I'm hooked into a harness. <laughs> I wouldn't want to, like, bring anybody else into it. I didn't want to, like, put anybody else in danger. It was, it was, it was my situation there. So I'm hanging off a cliff with a harness tied to a tree with shoes that are way too big for me. Uh, kicking off and you can actually see the shoe flopping because it's not <laughs> the right size but that so is has, the
1: most epic directorial story I <laughs> the world needs to know how much how much you like I wanted to be a part of this because I put him into this that is right that is so exactly. epic.
2: <laughs> I couldn't let him risk himself anymore or anybody else uh, it's like uh, okay this is my story and if anybody's going to get hurt it's going to be me <laughs>
1: that that so is... he
2: was uh he was laid up for quite a while wasn't he um, he was he was out uh the, the puncture wound I think it took quite a while to heal but uh, he was actually only out like a week and a half
0: oh okay okay a
2: Small wound it was just a it was a puncture so it was deep and uh yeah he had to he had to recover from that and he's I mean he's happy and healthy as the day goes right now. So, And he's willing to come back for a sequel as a ghost or something. So, you know, he's, 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 he's all in. It. So where, where,
0: where did you find your actors? You mentioned community colleges, stuff like that. Or...
2: Right. Uh, the basic group, uh, myself, Lance Blaylock, and Justin Trout, um, we met doing another short film for a guy uh, whose name is Jerry Sword. He wrote the music, the ending song, okay um, heaven or hell yeah and um great song by the way it really like clinches the whole movie as far as i'm concerned it's one of the best yeah. ones i've ever heard for something that small and he just donated it to us he recorded it and he just donated it so yeah. um but we met doing a, a film called brothers i filmed it for him and that's where i ran into to lance and to uh, to justin now lance does without a doubt one of the best arnold schwarzenegger impressions you'll ever hear <laughs> and if you go to any of his YouTube stuff, his, he was East Coast Arnold. He was, uh, I don't know, Lance Lancar, I think, films or something like that on YouTube. Um, he, his, his Arnold is fantastic. So that's the first time I ever came across Lance is I was down at a different pier in a different lake. And I heard this Eastern Austrian <laughs> accent floating across the water. And I'm like, what in the world is that? Who is that? And it turned out to be Lance uh, showing off his very, um, very, very good impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so that was 2009. And uh, we got together. We made several parodies and such. We made several other short films that we put into festivals and things like that. That's the core group. Uh, we brought in Carly because well Carly is now lance 's wife, and uh, oh, okay. they started dating, so we gained an actress and um, the uh, the rest of them just kind of like filled out from there. I held auditions for roles. I uh, contacted the community colleges, like you see uh, Caitlin, who plays Lou mm-hmm. uh, she 's much closer to the flashback version of Lou where she's all sweet and pure and kind (laughs) and innocent. And when she came here with her father, who wanted to make sure that it was a real movie. uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, She read the part and I just, I thought, you know, there's something there's, she can be kind of a really unpleasant person if she really, really tried. And uh, my wife disagreed, but uh, I, I saw it. I saw the, the potential she had, <laughs> and she nailed it. I mean, she's completely unlikable in this movie, and you know, oh yeah, yeah. we get to cover her in pudding and show uh, plants. One, <laughs> one of the
0: things that that Stacy and I always do, we we watch these movies, and we we've got you know, she's in Alaska, I'm in Delaware. We've got each other in our ear so we can you know, and we queue up the movie, you know, three, two, one, press start, you know. <laughs> Right, but we always we so always have tech. to make bets about about who's gonna die first, right ah, yeah you know yeah. It, you've it, got it, to
1: it, it's it's a given yeah. if you're gonna watch cool. any movie, you have to under you know, who's gonna die first right <laughs> exactly and, and you know sometimes it's always its it's especially with the more budgeted movies, um the directors make it a lot less spoofy like they they make it really hard to pick the right. first person to die because they're like, yeah, everybody's done this in the major movies. Let's just do something different. And right. you just and and you sit there going, how's this person? Really? He gets his bit his dick bitten off. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with that.
2: I liked right.
1: it. I thought that was pretty awesome.
2: D-bone. D-bone.
1: And and he was actually my pick to, to be the first one to go. Oh, and he really? was one of the last ones. And so I was really? like, yeah.
2: Well, okay. Well, I'm surprised we surprised you. I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I guess.
1: No, you you definitely kept us guessing with this one because you don't you don't think about it in terms of anything out there. I mean, right. you you have a wear creature that is not what you think, not right. what you're used to, yep. and to have an audition to be the next wear rooster, yeah. That was that was
2: cool. Yeah, that
1: was pretty epic.
2: <laughs> because really you don't, the only way to kill them is he? who who kills the were rooster becomes the were rooster. It's uh...
1: <laughs>
3: but
2: it's I like, not. I like
0: I like that little twist that it, it, toward the end. That was <laughs> that was very satisfying. <laughs> and, <laughs> was really, and then yeah. of course
1: we always have the okay. Who's got the camping site up their ass? <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: They were really compressed tents. I mean, they were really small. <laughs> were and, you know, Curtis, Curtis was incredibly prepared for everybody. Uh,
0: yeah, and every time we we come across something like that in a movie, we always refer back to Weird Rooster. Okay, you know, what, what do they have in that backpack? You know, it
2: could be a small car. Much, we don't know. It's bottomless. It's a really it's a bottomless bag. It's a
1: bag of holding. If, That's if exactly I can it be is. so nerdy.
2: It? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, the, the audience for this group is a pretty nerdy group. So, I mean, I think most people would understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, basically, all I, I think it makes it funny. I think it's I think it's just hysterical, you know, but. when I was growing up, I would come home from school and we had UHF channels back then, of course, mm-hmm. uh, for the a certain uh Age group who may be listening to this were <laughs> uh, cable, basically, there was UHF. And on UHF, of course, they had, they just had to fill their time and they would show the worst possible movies in the world that they could afford. And I found these things endlessly entertaining. Uh-huh. You know I mean, when you, when you came back and you saw a werewolf choking somebody, it's a werewolf. <laughs> Why would he kill anybody by choking them? You know, it's just the absurdity of it. And I always wanted to do something that was kind of that ridiculous. So Uh I'm at a friend's house, Mark Milford. He's uh, he's a guy I went to college with, and he said, "Uh, Dave, I've come up with an idea. So what you got? He said, Were Rooster. And I went, That's brilliant. That's it. That's the the movie right there. And uh, we sat there and we fleshed it out. You'd have to be killed in chicken related ways, you'd have to have like parody names and such. Ralph, for instance, being mm-hmm. Colonel Sanders. Um, oh. and so, yeah, I mean, all this kind of stuff, we, we, uh, I came back home and I started writing a script and then, um, of course, obviously since the first attempt failed, I had to rewrite the script to fit better mm-hmm. what was going on. So yeah, it was just, uh, a perfect inspiration and that's what he is. He's just an inspiration factory. He's a great guy. And, uh, <laughs> We just ran from there and then uh, showed it to him. He thought it was hilarious. So, I mean, he just <laughs> he thought it was really good. Um, he said, I, I probably didn't go enough with the gore and such. For, but, uh, you know, I, I was wanting to do that UHF thing, something that might see, you might see on sci-fi. Are uh, you going to bring like him that.
1: in for the second one?
2: No, I've actually already got the second one written and we pretty much cast in location set. It just, uh, there's the pandemic going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't that. know if
1: you've heard, but Alaska's number one per capita, so. <laughs> oh, joy.
2: Go Alaska. Joy. <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly a tribute you want, but yeah, I, no. yeah. it's it's it's, uh, it's made things more difficult. Of course, we had... The next one's supposed to be Dawn of the Were Rooster. I've already posted the poster <sighs> on the Were Rooster Facebook. You know, mm-hmm. after the night comes the dawn, the third one will be mid-afternoon of the Were-Roosters. <laughs> um, oh, my
1: God. That, as a zombie well, lover, and, of course, my first zombie movie ever was Night of the Living Dead, the very course, the black and yeah. white one. Right. That that makes me so happy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it just, it's, a, it's just going to get more and more ridiculous. But at the same time, have kind of like an undertow of a story you actually want to sit there and listen to. I, I come from the um, the school of horror movies are basically morality tales mm-hmm. that go awry. Basically, it you know, <laughs> so you got your teenagers doing bad things and they pay for it, sort of stuff, and that's what our society looks at and says, well, no, you shouldn't do that, and then of course they're they're ultimately killed for whatever they do. And the same thing inside a Ware Rooster, as you see these people be nasty or conniving or whatever, and they pay for it until, of course, Buddy. Who uh, who has to pay for his initial um, selfishness, basically getting yeah. off here? I'm not going to help you, people, kind of stuff. So, and then, of course, his his story comes around. So it it it's the same thing for the second one. Now he's he's living with the consequences of his actions, and so he's got to huh. move on. So yeah, and then of course we'll have the third one where we just like try to wrap everything up into I'm not going to say a redemption arc, but at least a satisfying conclusion. I hope oh that's great
0: that's great so do you have a a timeline for the second one is it is it uh...
2: yeah uh it was 2019 (laughs) so we're behind schedule 2020
1: Uh, is the year that shall not be named so yeah no i i i totally get it we would like to know is there any way that we can maybe help you guys out is there anything that and we're all over the world Wow. So if, if you need a cringer slash scoop to help you out, you'll just let us know because we, we have done some crazy stuff within our community
3: <laughs> and
1: that's actually how Steve and I met was through this community of, of amazing people. And we're from, we've got Alaska, Canada, the continental United States, UK, Australia, and that's just the Cringers. So we, wow. have, we have a community. So seriously, if you, if you just need a little something just to help out, please let us know because we want to see this movie so
2: bad. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you that's very a, much. It's very selfish uh, you of us. <laughs> it's just mostly timing. It's timing and everything else. We're ready to go. We've got, uh, over the last year, I've made a lot of prosthetics. Okay, so the biggest complaint on Amazon, which is where all reviewers go to die, um, <laughs> is that uh, you never, and this is a big spoiler, you never see the rooster in the movie. Your imagination yes. has to be evolved uh-huh. enough that you would imagine what a where rooster actually looks like. And the thing that I'm surprised we never get called on is you never see the were-rooster when you're supposed to be looking at the were-rooster, he's <laughs> invisible most of the time. He only lets you see him when he wants you to see him, which is something I came up with. So we didn't have to worry about the big rooster in the right. Um On a $600 budget, the the uh, the monster that we would have been able to build would have been worse than your imagination. That's just basically it. That's what <laughs> yeah, I find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until I saw a guy comment, why didn't they just put somebody in overalls and a chicken head? And I thought, that's brilliant. That guy needs to be in movies. But um, <laughs> anyway, with that budget, we couldn't make the prosthetic kind of thing that I thought it might need. So for the next one, we can do kind of a transitional version of that. And so I've made lots of those prosthetics and such. Uh, If you remember the old Incredible Hulk TV show where uh, David Banner was exposed to the meteor. And so you could never transform back from the Hulk into David or back into the Hulk and he was stuck. Uh, That's kind of a process that we're going to be looking at in Dawn of the Were-Rooster where he's stuck. And so... It's going to look vicious and horrible and painful and terrible and hopefully really, really disgusting, but at the same time, very entertaining. Um, And that I can do. I couldn't do a giant, you know, six and a half foot tall rooster. (laughs) I thought recently I've been able to figure out how to do the giant six and a half foot tall rooster. So, uh, The folks over at Film Hub who have been distributing our movie through, uh, you know, your various over streaming platforms on Roku and such like binge mm-hmm. and you know all these kind of things binge hard um they want an updated version of okay specifically different quality so I'm gonna take that opportunity to try to put a wear rooster in there if I can. Um that's something we're gonna we're gonna try to do. Uh the people over at Stream go Media are showing it on various platforms and of course Amazon the big monster in the world um, actually
1: we have to call amazon um or at least i'm going to take it upon myself a lot of the movies that we started watching for free are now starting to become paid and i believe one of really? you i believe where rooster is now a paid and i'm wondering if it's because we have a podcast about it we write about it if you search it and i'm pretty sure it'll come up on page 15 ah. but I do- um but explain i'm
2: the decrease in views <laughs> yeah it, it's four bucks
0: now <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we i i for honestly, us anyway i honestly want to find out if it's just because oh. it's halloween season or but there's been i would say about 25 percent of the movies that we have watched have been changed from free to uh
2: paid that is amazing. Uh, according to everything they send me, it's still got its, as long as you're on Prime, you can stream it as much as you want to, kind of thing. Maybe uh, it's because uh, they kind of won't sad, let it's... us
1: watch it anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe we watched it <laughs> too many times. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would explain a change in the demographics. We've had actually more people pay to see it lately than have watched it for free. So maybe that's why that's going on. Although in the UK, we're some racing. The UK, we picked up a following there. Uh, I didn't think they'd pick up on the jokes all that much there, but um I I did
1: mention we have UK cringers, didn't I? There
2: we go. Yes, you did. Yes, because
1: I I know that we have at least three. In fact, our music, if you've if you've dared to listen to it, the opening music is uh, a friend of ours, Tony Longworth, in the UK, and he made that available for us for free.
2: So it's a custom song. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, for some reason, it's catching on there, too. That's
1: um, great. That's awesome.
2: You want to know exactly what you guys could do, though, is if you like the movie, rate it. If you didn't, don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's basically all. Uh, we're hanging somewhere around three stars. We're 2.7 some days, 2.9, sometimes 3.2. We're hanging right around three out of five stars, which for a $600 movie, I think is a fantastic Thing. i oh, think we I can do
1: that i i thought we already did i keep forgetting to do that we always say rate and review but we don't want people to actually rate and review because we're scared that they will actually make us higher on the list of searches for podcasts <laughs>
2: oh, and then people will see you
0: yeah we don't want that and they will at least hear us <laughs> well you know we that is something we could ask our our uh our listeners and and readers to do though is to go rate these movies if they watch them. too.
2: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You if, if you liked it, three stars are great. Fine. Just yeah. put a little rating there, you know, hit the button and move yeah. on. Yeah. If you didn't, that's fine. You get passed. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, know, I know the many, many things. I have a love hate relationship with this movie, right? Obviously it's a labor <laughs> of love and just like anything else you create in your entire life, there are things in it that make you appropriately cringe, you know, for this podcast. <laughs> um and uh, this movie i've seen probably i don't know 500 times because <laughs> i edited it and i went through the whole process and you know scored it and all this kind of stuff and trying to get this to work and that to work and it's just you know the main the main issue for us always because i've done short films where the audio was so bad that you never really paid attention to what else was going on i mentioned <laughs> the <laughs> Princess gold when we spoke through email, right? Mm-hmm. Crimson Fold was our first foray into uh, short films, my wife and myself, as a company. Mm-hmm. And uh, the audio was just awful because we were using lights that we had borrowed from a, a, a surgeon, actually. guy who did uh. my appendectomy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a photograph <laughs> buff and he, he liked to take pictures on the side as you know, a hobby. And so he said, I've got some lights, but he didn't mention that his lights buzzed all the time. And so there's a oh, no. drone in the background <laughs> of every shot that I at the time couldn't afford any kind of software to remove or do anything with because we're learning. And my wife's under the table with a, a sure microphone, like kind of you sing into it or concert or something, because that's all we have. And uh she's one note to whoever's supposed to speak at the time but uh i mean we had a, a combination of like really serious actors and people who had never acted before in their entire lives and the other all working together trying to get this movie out and, <laughs> and when i showed it at the cinema which is our local theater uh it it just hummed i mean it just hummed over
1: can i make a suggestion sure um, my husband used to work for UW TV. He used to work at the TV station at the University of Washington. Hmm. Um, check out a local uh, college TV place. They may have some microphones that you can rent or borrow.
2: We have vastly improved our set system. <laughs> that, that was 2006. <laughs> you figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that was an immediate lesson learned right there. The <laughs> so marina was
1: a little bit, was a little choppy.
2: Right. When I, when I did uh, Were Rooster, that was kind of my focus. I want to make sure that in the theater, you don't have that kind of experience, right? So it's mm-hmm. something just really annoying in the background. And um, so in the process, yes, I've seen this movie at least 500 times. I love this movie. It makes me laugh almost every time every I watch time. it.
3: Yeah.
2: It hits <laughs> me just right on so many of these scenes. And then there's other things I look at and I'm like, oh, I should have done that. Better. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just the way it is. And that's the way it is with everything. So I think getting back to my original point, I know we went a long way around the <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> what we do, man. It gets, it gets You're a two minutes away, But what I think is for a six hundred dollar movie, it's fantastic. I mean, it hits oh, exactly yeah. the so, way I wanted it to. Yeah. That's basically it. And that's yeah. why I'm proud of it. It's just like, yeah, there could have been a lot of stuff that's improved on it. At the same time, wow, look what we did. I mean that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's very enjoyable
0: to watch, you know. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, no, it is. And, and I, I've shown it to two of my kids, you know, they happen to be here and i will say, "Hey, come on, sit down, we're going to watch this." <laughs> Hopefully about <laughs> and, 13 and over. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're all they're all grown ups Yeah. And
1: and we do have we do have to thank you because, you know, if it wasn't for that style i don't think we would have gone into this theme of of movies
0: uh wow right before you came on stacy i was uh, we were chatting about that how this set us up now for every time we search for a movie this is kind of our criteria you know yeah it's got to be this ludicrous it's got to be gory it's got (laughs) to be funny you know and and, And it's ridiculous
1: and it makes fun out of itself and and you you really have to respect it and um i'm only a couple of chapters in the um vampire poker the crimson fold one right your writing is so easy to read i mean it it goes it goes smooth and you can kind of do it and you do have that that tease of the character name still
2: Right, you, you yeah. do have yeah. that
1: joke, and and you can tell if if you've watched your movie three or four times, like I have, um, <laughs> you can see that that that's the humor that you write in, and I well, love that consistency from your your movie. I'd love to see some of your shorts, but well, I can see that YouTube. consistent.
2: Uh, they're on yeah. YouTube, all on YouTube. Okay, every single one of them. Um, a long time ago, I started the Diggerad channel. Um, And when I did that, we did that specifically to make parodies and short films to show on YouTube. Okay. One of the things that we did was pretend to rule the world (laughs) in a series of Illuminati videos, right? So obviously looking at the world, it's out of control. What if the world really was run by the Illuminati, but they were just really bad at it? (laughs) So... (laughs) We made three episodes. What if? I think I that couldn't... might be real. <laughs> I think you well, fault. we're not going to get into that. People <laughs> have different opinions. Yeah. Uh, but for the purposes of the show, we made three different episodes that were like five to six minutes long, something you could sit down and watch. And then in, my whole idea was to, in between the episodes where we were going to be able to do stuff, uh, I would do uh, something, a commentary on something that was going on at the time as – the man, I would okay. be the guy who's okay. in <laughs> right. charge of everything. Well, that took on a life of its own. I had people believing I was the man. I had people <laughs> thinking <laughs> <that> it <laughs> was <laughs> true, and <laughs> though I made it up when I was standing in front <laughs> of the camera, I mean, literally no thought into it, just making up stuff off the top of my head. That took over the Diggerad channel. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> all that's on that right now. <laughs> so we took all of our short films and our parodies, and we moved them to the Diggeradium channel, and that's where the trailer for Where Roosters At. Okay. All right. Oh, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you'll find uh, Let's Get Out of Here. um, What else? Uh, Last Laugh. um, Oh, cereal, which is my favorite out of everything that we've done. Cereal is so good. It's the idea that all of those guys that you see in horror movies, like Michael and Jason and everybody else, they're actually killers for hire. Okay, <laughs> from an insane asylum run by a madman who does that <laughs> so oh that's he's great. the serial <laughs> he's literally the serial killer using these things as, as tools because when michael myers kills a household of people nobody stops to ask why it's michael myers when jason kills a whole bunch of summer camp people nobody asks why <laughs> what if there's a reason? What if one of those people there was the actual target and everybody else is just collateral damage. So yeah, that's uh, the whole, the whole thing. I love cereal. We have a five movie arc for that, that we just never was able to get off the ground, but we did the first one. And it, okay. it, it, it did pretty well at the film festival. We sent it to, so somebody stole our poster. They were such a big fan.
3: They just uh, took uh, a uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would have signed it if they had. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was a great idea. Oh, I love that idea. But anyway. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, all that's on the Digger Radium channel. So yeah, just scroll through okay. the app and you'll find those those various things. But yeah, that's where the trailer for the Ware Rooster is. And that's the link you find whenever you click on the um, whatever the Facebook page is. It sends you okay. for the trailer, it sends you there. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah, that'd
2: be great. Watch the movie, it sends you to Amazon. Yeah. So. That's great.
1: Well, I don't think we want to take too much more of your time, and the sunlight is directly in my face right now, because
0: it's Alaska. Alaska.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, right. Because it's
1: only, like, it's, like, almost, well, 1045, so it's still morning. This is the morning sun for me, so. (laughs) Wow, okay. And, and again we want to thank you so much for for joining us when he when when steve said oh yeah i did this thing i was like no
0: and he wrote <laughs> back and i'm like no <laughs> yeah i just i just kind of like it was a shot in the dark you know we thought ah right. whatever we'll, we'll never get this guy to talk to us but let's let's oh. start let's start with the, the the person we really want to talk to the most let's start-, start
1: with our beginning
0: Right, right. You, you see, I, I, Stacy says, I'm Oh, proud. absolutely
2: not. No way. <laughs> I'm very proud to be part of that, of the, your beginning as well, because it's just, you know, <laughs> it, it, this this last year and a half now has just been kind of uh, tedious for all of humanity, basically. Absolutely. And so, yeah. you, you know, like, take that time to do something creative. Well, I mean, how am I not supposed to help that? I mean, I, I love yeah. the idea of helping you guys find your niche to uh (laughs) even if you do call them cringe uh to do do, do that we've had some really good reviews and we've had some really thoughtful reviews and we've had some people who just want to you know there's trolls and everything they just want to tick people off and stuff but everybody who interacts with us we appreciate their time honestly i mean they've taken their time to watch our movie that's amazing to me that's absolutely fascinating so uh to enjoy the movie on top of that well okay and I can't I can't be unhappy about that at all I'm happy <laughs> to <talk> to <laughs> honestly if I could go to horror convention to horror convention and people actually knew who I was and wanted to talk to me about it I'd talk to them all day long I love talking <laughs> about it <laughs> so it, it just one la-
0: one last thing and maybe I'll maybe we'll we may edit this out if, if it doesn't happen but um sure. uh,
2: if it doesn't happen, okay. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, I've,
0: I've, I've kind of screwed up our continuity here because, okay, and that's my fault. But I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about the the horror conventions and film festivals and things like that. Right. right. I, 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 I you know, know. the movie won what first place at some.
2: Yeah, we won best feature at the Mad Monster Film Festival in Charlotte, North Carolina, which was surprising okay. and also very. Uh, flattering as well i mean yeah um the charlotte uh, film festival it, it fluctuates as to when it's going to be where it's going to be that sort of thing mad monster usually comes down and does a show and they've they've made the film festival a big part of that show okay. the first few years we were there the thing was gosh it was very heavily attended after that kind of hit and miss and such but you know each time they they take an effort to take whatever submissions they have. They don't really have like a, uh, you've got to be from this kind of studio or you've got to have these particular credentials to, to sign in uh-huh. uh, or send in a, a movie. And so that's where we sent a lot of our shorts. That's where serial had such a good representation okay. and that sort of thing. So th- but then there's, there's like a community in... of, uh... right. Oh, that's right. amazing. For, yeah. That's for amazing. North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, um, I think the furthest away was maybe West Virginia, maybe somewhere in Tennessee or Kentucky. You can send I mean, pretty much worldwide, really. They'll take pretty much anything as long as they can fit it into the schedule. So okay. it's a good way to get involved in the community and to meet the people who do that kind of thing. Um, the first time we showed up, we had three very short shorts. I mean, like like two or three minutes. We were just trying to like get things out there, see how creative we could be in two minutes, right? Um we won a contest for that, by the way, but wow. uh, that was for containment. But uh, anyway, so we, we did all that and uh, we got basically people were there. Hey, you know, welcome to the community. We have several people that come in year after year and people can talk to them. Uh, that's where I met Amanda Bierce. That's where I met uh, Lance Hendrickson, various other people. that are part of that thing. They come through at the convention, of course, and sometimes they stay and see the movies. Sometimes yeah. they don't. But uh, it's it's fascinating to sit there and and watch all these things, because some of them are clearly fantastic. I mean, they're just way above what most people can do. And then you got the guy who's got a camcorder in his basement or something like that. He's got an idea and he just wants to try it. And so you can sit there and you can see a whole wide range of stuff that you may not be able to see at a regular film festival because it doesn't make the cut or. It falls outside their criteria. Sure, the incredibly brutal. I mean, it's just brutally violent stuff. So, <laughs> there's not a whole lot of state film festivals or anything like that that are going to take that kind of thing. So, they are, they're a, a place where you can get things seen. So, when we came down and we sent them Were rooster and we won Best Feature. I was thrilled. I mean, I was just absolutely floored. Actually, I was hoping, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you just never know. Yeah.
0: Well, wow, that's 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 fascinating. Stacey, I had we gotta, no idea. we're gonna have to start making some road trips. How's oh, our, yeah, because like that's cheap. cheap. How's our yeah. how's our travel budget doing, Stacey? We we, we up for that? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think three dollars is going to cover it
0: right okay. now. All right, okay, all right.
1: Especially the flight down to Seattle.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's
1: a that's our, our Las Vegas flights for April. were are almost six hundred dollars a piece round oh. trip
0: all right well i'm sorry to take (laughs) us off on that tangent but no no
1: i totally i totally love it because i had no idea that those even existed
2: that's amazing yeah absolutely yeah yeah. and yeah uh, we got to tap into that you will find all kinds of things and there's a mad monster in arizona which is not too much closer to stacy (laughs) (laughs) but a little bit further west uh yeah there's several other places that have that too the um there's a fright night film festival in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we had some films, and in I that know for, for a fact
1: we have a cringer because our number one hundred cringer is in Louisville.
3: <laughs> <Really>? <laughs>
1: um, yeah, or maybe it's top the top three. But yeah, we have we we just made a hundred people on our Facebook page, so I'm sending out treats.
2: That's fantastic. That's the best way to grow a community. Treats, <laughs> treats, right? Treats. I'm not
1: treats above them. bribery. <laughs> All right.
2: You know, well, we kept we've the, kept uh, you. We've kept you back way too long, poker. Right? Yeah, now. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you actually buying that. I mean, that's the first time I think actually <laughs> bought that.
0: oh Oh, god i I thought it was hysterical i loved it i loved the i'm I'm not going to spoil it but because stacy's still reading it but yeah the 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 twist at the end really got me and i and i love the i love the way again try not to spoil anything how how it's explained you know right yeah they're just they're just not ready they're not ready and and, Um, and and that elaborate story that they come up to protect,
2: protect the others. I
0: thought that was just beautiful.
2: I, I, I See, really like that. The idea occurred to me one day when I was thinking, if you're a vampire and immortal, how do you fill your time? Yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, sit around and play poker, right? Well, I mean, sometimes they're going to run to the same people, and then, you know, everybody else is
0: lunch, so you might as well
2: right. get together occasionally and play some poker or something like that. Yeah, yeah I, right. was, I was really happy with that, and I'm happy with the way the other uh, uh, um John Rainey books are coming through. Yeah. I got yeah. like a 10 book scoop in my head and I'm writing them as we go along. All of that is actually the aftermath of another film project that I'm trying to do where a guy okay. uh does something in New York, because it's referenced several times in the John Rainey books, and then uh, the you know, the aftermath of that, you've got people living in New York who have to deal with the the consequences of that action. So yeah, I've got all these great ideas, and it's just a matter of time and writing and and that sort of stuff. So, uh, but I really appreciate you buying that. I really do. That's that's. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to
1: getting the John Ramey because the 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 poker one is just. It's... <laughs> Like I said, I'm only a couple chapters in, and I'm already hooked. I'm like, I love, I love the randomness and the humanity of the characters. They're not these hoity-toity vampires. (laughs) There's just these. Yeah,
0: Yeah. these are just snacks here. Don't
2: don't 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 overdo it.
0: (laughs) Don't overdo
2: it. Snacks are here for a reason, right? Right. And I'm going to try something later, and we'll see if it works. But the snacks, (laughs) leave the snacks. No, um, only Julia. Is a hoity toity. Everybody else yeah, is screwed uh, yeah. yeah. down to earth. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to find one of those somewhere, right? I mean, that's just what are <laughs> uh, Oh,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I really had a lot of fun writing that. I, I thought that was, that's a good idea. I didn't need to type that out. And of course, then we turned it into our first short film and we, uh, we could probably do it a lot better. <laughs> <We did. laughs> but uh, we, it was still, you know, all beginnings are tough. Everybody's beginning doesn't go well when you're starting to walk you fall down a lot so that's that's basically you just got to keep getting up you know and that's yeah that's true of everybody that's just the way it goes nobody falls out perfect ready to go so yeah I thank love you that. For- i love that you so mentioned funny. you bought those i appreciate that thank you oh yeah no no we i they they need to be read they need to be <laughs> oh yeah great. <laughs> Well, there's a lot more ideas where those come from, so who knows? Maybe something else will <laughs> pop up on Amazon before too, too long. Amazon, by the way, has lowered the bar for basically having a mass audience on anything, and just amazing how in the world that we live in now, something like an Amazon can come along, and then you've got, like you said, you have cringers all across the world. Um, the internet has made that available for yeah everybody, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's a that's a fantastic opportunity to be in it's a very democratic kind of way of doing things because everybody has a voice in it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a little hard to stick out sometimes, but if you find your niche, like you guys have, like I hopefully have had and uh, you can build that niche, well, then you've got to, you got yourself a, a, a career or at least a very creative way of doing things.
0: Sure. It's a great outlet too. So, you know, just, just absolutely. And, and going back, like you said, it did, the last year this has been great to have to to, to be able to have electronic communication in Absolutely. whatever form you know
2: yeah roll yourself back uh 1918 and having to go through that without yeah. the internet oh gosh yeah without constant <laughs> entertainment or whatever and you go to a theater literally a theater at the time not a movie theater but a real theater and they just i mean you've got all these kinds of things that you have to deal with without any way to blow off steam basically i mean we are, <laughs> yeah. we are uh, blessed and cursed at the same time that we have right. such a tool available <laughs> i blame the illuminati i can't wait guy. to watch i think I, I think you so
1: got
2: excited. it yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: well you definitely have some fans for life
2: well thank you very much. i hope we don't disappoint no
1: oh, no. no oh
2: no all right
0: well i guess we ought to wrap this up we've taken way too much of your time (laughs) we're gonna Um, we're gonna release this as a special podcast and there you uh, go you know let people know that this is this is something special (laughs) oh yeah
1: It, it is it is very special to us again thank you for your time um it's there's so much in wrapped into you I mean, we thought it was just Where Rooster, and then we find out about your YouTube and your books and all these other things, and if it weren't for, unfortunately, the times that were at, a lot of of uh, small directors and, and um, smaller, wonderful movies may not have ever been watched.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You couldn't do what I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. It couldn't happen. Um you could do uh, you would have to force your way through channels that were designed to be closed uh-huh. instead of having to make yourself stand out in an area that anybody can get to. I mean, it's a different challenge altogether. Uh-huh. So I, I am really I mean, at any given time, you make a deal with what you got. That's that's the creativity part of everything. <laughs> and so we are we're very happy that we have this these options available and we're happy that we have people who are love what we do and they want to talk about what we do so thank you very much i appreciate you inviting me on
1: all right well okay right. cringers until next time keep the algorithm guessing and never be afraid to just click in that movie or emailing a director you're a fan of and see where <laughs> it takes you this is stacy
0: and this is steve thank you again david good night children night kids
2: uh, all right <laughs> that's good now before you leave i want to point out something yeah this is my uh yeah i was gonna ask you about it <laughs> <actually asking. laughs> it's hamlet you moron uh, my wife uh designed these shirts for the people who are the core of the thing. So, everybody who has a quote in that movie that kind of stands out um they got a shirt i mean we. oh <laughs> we, that's we, so we,
0: cool we, 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 yeah we, uh, um, I, I saw yeah, the I, mean, I could see the
2: top line
0: and I didn't yeah. get the punchline. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, oh, that's man. great. Yeah.
2: Just the ridiculousness <laughs> of a suicidal clown quoting Shakespeare. I could, <laughs> I could not, in good conscience, not do that in the movie. But it's just, to me, it was one of my favorite parts. Uh, what's funny is when Lance gives his line, I'm not a moron, you are, uh-huh. as he's sitting over me, that's not scripted. He just oh. came up with that. I oh, know. really? <laughs> I lost it. I was laying there dying and I just start cracking up. But we did that thing about four times. And every time I lost, that's why you see a cut. Because, man, I couldn't, couldn't stay in character is dead. My wife's over in the corner. She's actually helping me shoot. She's shooting the thing. She starts laughing. It's just like the whole thing just out of the blue.
3: Oh,
2: my gosh. That's kind, of, that's kind of what happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Pepper was great as Colonel Sanders. He came up with a couple of good ones or something. It's just, it's amazing to me what you know. What a creative group we just found. I mean, it's just absolutely fantastic.
0: I I, I meant to ask you before: Is Carly actually acting somewhere? Is that her career?
2: Or? No, she's actually um, something to do with horses. Okay, at Emory. I thought
0: she was great. I
2: I've thought, okay, she's, she, she's she's a star. You know? she's- right. right. Well, I mean, she's basically the center. The person we had before was Sarah Harless, and she is fantastic. Okay. Another funny thing. Uh, she cut her hair right before the movie started. So we had all these promotional shots that we did uh-huh. for the post. <laughs> <I know. laughs> did that She had pigtails in that. When we go to <laughs> shoot, she cut her hair completely off. I mean, so it looks like she's got red feathers because it's so short. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that thought, well, that's appropriate uh at the end of were rooster that we did shoot um ronnie who um is uh bobby counts he dyed his hair blue because he was going to go to a concert <laughs> <laughs> he we had another day of shooting so we just used it in the movie your hair is blue really <laughs> i thought it felt different yeah that's that's part of the whole thing that you go along with. I mean, obviously, he was in the presence of some supernatural thing that happened when Buddy was finally transformed into the rooster and, and taken. turned his hair blue, of course. He turned his hair blue. Have you, <laughs> ever, like have you ever watched
1: yeah. Lamageddon? No. Okay, so the spoof <laughs> is the one of the kids, and I caught it first before the other two because we had Crystal joining us that day. Uh, they literally changed the guy's shirt, one of the character shirts, 13 times. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, on purpose it, it's, it's like it's, it's like
0: a, an ongoing gag in the movie every time you see Continue. this character he has a yeah. different he has different clothes on right, right, right.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean you just you just deal with that and you move on the, the best way you possibly can but no carly um uh, yeah she met lance a long time ago now and then so they uh, they have uh, gotten married they've been married several years she um uh, she wound up being the center of our our whole thing, and of course, Lance being the main character, I love, and this is the thing is, this is the stuff I live for, is when you're on set and you're looking around. Because you never, I don't write into scripts uh, close up on boat cleat where we see our hero <laughs> step into the. No, when you're on the, the actual location, you go, oh, okay, this is where we need to be to see him, and this would be visually interesting. I love it. There's some of the shots in that movie that I just, I'm so proud of that I just can't stand it sometimes. I'm like, how did we figure that out? We were just in the <laughs> flow of doing stuff, you know? And it's but like, yeah. this uh, to me, this movie punches heavier than its weight. Uh-oh. And to be compared to yeah. Bertademic or Thanksgiving, <laughs> thank you so much. I mean, obviously, so much more money went into zombie than ever went into what we did. He did. He went through breath, our...
1: <laughs> He went yeah. through our library absolutely yeah what
2: well, gotta know who you're talking to right uh, to be compared to those it's just like oh well that's just high praise just to be in the same company plan nine from outer space a classic
3: oh, oh yeah. yeah
2: just you know i don't think they were doing it on purpose but it's still no. very entertaining to watch and so yeah how we almost got arrested travis oh yeah. yeah travis owns the marina and I call him up and I say, hey, Travis, we'd like to rent a boat off of you because it's after Labor Day when we shot this thing. As a matter of fact, it was seven years ago this month when okay. we actually oh, wow. shot I know. It really stunned me when it came up on my Facebook memories. Um, seven years. But uh, we called him and so we'd like to rent a boat off of you because it's after Labor Day. We figure we get a discount rate. All the kids are back to school. All the marina stuff's closed down. They're not doing shows and stuff on the weekend. We want to be there on like a Tuesday or something like that. He says, Dave, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to let you have a boat. Oh, well, great. That's fantastic. Thank you very much. It's a blue boat. It'll be sitting there in the dock when you get there. Don't worry about it. You got it for the day. Go for it. Well, great. We get out there and we get to the boat. Don't put this part on the podcast. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our boat driver nearly killed us three times. Oh, it's a pontoon yeah. boat. How you almost sink a pontoon boat, I do not know. (laughs) It can't be done. I do not know. But three times while we are shooting on this boat, the tip of the boat goes underwater and bounces back up. And we're all running to the back of the boat. I still don't know how she did. But anyway. (sighs) Uh,
1: And this is on a lake. This this is is on open water. So there's no lake.
2: There's no, like, we're not three feet away like we would be with a cliff where you're just <laughs> we're in the lake with equipment that mostly we borrowed. So We get there. That attracts attention. It attracts the attention of the person who actually owns the boat. So Travis had a the right to rent the boat. He did not have the right to give anybody access to the boat without money going to the person who owned the boat <laughs> so by the time we pull in and we had that great scene across the lake and everything right. else and we shot all of that and our boat driver had a panic attack and then we talked her off the panic stage and we <laughs> got back on the boat and we go back to the dock he comes walking out what are you guys doing in my boat Uh travis told did travis tell you you could rent this boat well he didn't exactly rent the boat he told us that we could that's not his boat to tell you that <laughs> Oh no. he, he's hot and uh yeah we go back the next day because we have some close-ups the scene where charlotte looks over at um buddy and uh bobby uh-huh. where bob's yeah. checking buddy out you know but still trying to cover that he's he's not quite gay he's right absolutely right. gay yeah. um <laughs> when she looks over and sees that The boat's not moving. She's on a completely different boat. (laughs) (laughs) We found a boat with a blue canopy. We're going to be there three minutes. Hop on the boat. Because that guy, when we got back, had taken his boat out of the water and parked it like 500 feet away, as if to say, you will never use my boat. (laughs) I called Travis, and I said, hey, uh, the guy's boat that you let us use, he, he's a little hot. He said, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> right. We never heard anything. That dude was mad. Oh, he was mad. Oh. He thought we had stolen his boat. Just completely stolen. Or he wasn't going to get paid for the day, or I don't know what. Sure, it. yeah. Yeah. He was furious.
1: At least the gas.
2: <laughs> At least the gas. <laughs> Travis threw in the gas. I mean, we went up and down the lake on this thing. It was great. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's a long thing, you know. Our, our area, they're like that. They're basically like, you want to use a restaurant? Here's a restaurant. You want to do this? Here's a place. Um, you want a property that you can kill people in and not be disturbed? <laughs> Here's our property. Go we got it. the perfect place. <laughs> you might have to run into a cow or two, but you know they, they're <laughs> just looking at you. So you know they move on. How did um, you clean
1: it, up all that pudding?
2: <laughs> the, rain, the rain cleaned up. Rain. <laughs> <the> rain. <laughs> that piece of property is uh, unused. Um, and now has fella, a whole bunch of ants. The fellow who, uh, well, there's lots of deer there. I'm sure somebody ate it. Oh yeah. Um, the fellow who owns that property is the same guy who owns the local theater, the cinema all here, Steve Weston. He was going to buy that property to develop it. It used to be, and if you watch uh, Agent Smith on Diggeradium,
1: I was actually looking at Agent Smith. I was that. Was very oh, that's good in
2: that I told you, cereal is my favorite. Agent Smith's right next to it. Um, okay. That used to be a chicken farm, literally, and how appropriate that okay. uh, it was a chicken farm that had fallen into disrepair. He bought all this property, and it went all the way up a mountain. So in much of the were street, we are on his property through the trees, through the various places, everything else like that. We found a location that would be perfect. By the time we got to it, the sun had set. It was pitch black. We couldn't shoot anything at all. (laughs) Um, So we just moved every location down to the bottom of the mountain and made it seem like we were walking through the mountain. Um, Okay. Because of film, I mean that's that's basically what we can do. But yeah, we we left the tents there. When we came back, deer had gone through and munched on everything and moved on. (laughs) Um, <laughs> we found out later they're coyotes. Packs and packs of coyotes uh, <laughs> on that mountain. <laughs> packs of them. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the point. Lance cut his finger during one of those scenes where he's he's cutting the rope to secure uh, Colonel Sanders' like um, leg, and then make sure oh yeah, was, yeah yeah the yeah yeah out thing. He's cutting that rope. He he actually used a real knife. Took it out. Cut the rope. Put it on the ground. Did what he had to. Reached for the knife, and it sliced through oh, this God. part of his finger. Um, oh. The first time that we shot it, we had bought these awesome knives that were made out of glass and bone. And one of them was green. One of them was black. So when the rare rooster was around or something supernatural, it was going to be green.
3: Oh, okay. When it
2: wasn't, it was going to be black. Well, we couldn't do that because we couldn't find the knives <laughs> for those knives. I thought, well, they're in this little tote and stuff like that. We put them away so we wouldn't have to worry about it. We put them away so well, I still to this day have not found them. Um, so we did the, the Hobbit thing where the knife blows blue. And, and that sort of stuff. I was actually was a just thinking.
3: Of...
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a throwback to the Lord of the Rings stuff that we were all yeah. big fans of anyway. So we did something like that instead. But yeah, it, it's just these little things are so... If you buy the Blu-ray of Were Rooster, there's a director's commentary on it with me and Lance. Uh okay. mostly me, because Lance doesn't delve into it very much. <laughs> he's he's content to let me talk. And <laughs> uh and then the, the very the things that he's surprised about or why he talks about, he's it's it's on there. But yeah, it's just uh we go into these little stories as we get to these scenes. Um Schwarzenegger's a big influence on Lance. I mean, huge. Uh-huh. If you've ever heard of Schwarzenegger commentary on a movie that he's done it's just basically describing the movie as it's happening oh, and, no. know, that sort of thing <laughs> so we tried to kind of like fall into that lord there y'all you know, say here's what's going on in this movie at this point kind of stuff you know and just throw that in there so people get a yeah. little bit of a, the scenes kind of <laughs> action on that too but uh yeah we produce our own blu-rays we make our own dvds we tried to we thought about selling them through amazon but they wanted a an invoice from our distributor Oh, okay. So I called them and said, We're the distributor. We're the ones who are actually getting it. Yeah, right. And they're like, Well, <laughs> do you have an invoice for the DVDs that you bought? And we're like, No. the <laughs> we Best buy? A, a brand new product. Is it completely? <laughs> anyway, we were never able to do that. So we sold maybe, I don't know, 20, probably in, completely DVD yeah. and Blu ray. Um, so, you know, collector's item yeah <laughs> oh, wow. there, there are a few people in the world <laughs> oh,
0: oh, I definitely
1: one. I definitely think I'm gonna I'm gonna oh
2: yeah absolutely so
1: so if I buy one do you send it
2: yes yep would you like it signed
1: I was just gonna ask absolutely you. <laughs> yes I would love it I would think it would be awesome that would be fantastic absolutely.
2: I'd be happy to absolutely yep if, you just you, send me you... an address and uh, we'll we'll take care of that for you yeah, it's, cool. like
1: I said, you know, it's it's if it's from Alaska.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Cuz I yeah. think
1: I think that would definitely be fun um uh, having a collection uh starting of course with you because you are our first wonderful oh. uh movie. So
2: you're going to make my head swell. I'm not going to put this frame <laughs> anymore.
1: But I think it'd be so fun to like actually like have my friends over uh to watch, like
0: oh, a watch
3: that party, and yeah, just like do that because oh, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I get into weird situations, and um, somehow I ended up with the remastered Metallica Black album and the whiskey that goes with it. Wow, <laughs> and uh so I'm gonna when we move I'm going to have a Metallica black party with my friends and my my family and just (laughs) throw on some of the album and just sip this whiskey and and so I like doing things like that because I'm I'm a theme type person I like to have themes and I just love it when this this kind of stuff just randomly happens because it's like I can I can make this my own because I just have weird karma like that (laughs)
2: <laughs> exactly yeah and you get to enjoy an experience which as i get older the more I, I i like experiences more than i like things so it's just the ability to see something you've never seen before go with something you've never done before or talk to people you've never seen before or talk to that's a fantastic
1: well and now i know what to serve as a dessert pudding <laughs> cookies and cream pudding, pudding. and as everybody's in it, it's like hey did you know you're
2: <laughs> <a name?" laughs> In a Home Depot five-gallon bucket. So it's right on. <laughs> right. all so right don't lose it. It's funny because Wayne, who's the uh, the shopkeeper slash bartender, it used to be a shopkeeper because we shot inside a shop. But then we got okay. to outdoor bar and we didn't have to go inside the shop. So we figured we could use that better. So he's the shopkeeper slash bartender. Anyway, he's driving our ATV and he brings, we've got all this equipment. We're about to go up on the hill to shoot the next scene. I think it's the one where Lou dies, actually. Okay. We're about to go up on the hill underneath the tree, get her coming, tripping, throwing. But the reason we threw the backpack, by the way, is because when we actually killed her, we didn't have the backpack and the shot, so we had to
3: throw her back. Oh!
2: <laughs> 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 so, you know, you got that going for you. But anyway, as he's going, he goes to the wrong place and he goes through a mud puddle and it kills our, uh, like our, our reflector. It's covered in mud. It doesn't reflect anything. It soaked all of our other materials that were there. Fortunately, I had the camera and the tripod. I walked to the location instead of taking a ride in the ATV. <laughs> and uh, but everything else was like covered in mud and still covered in dirt to this day. We never could find a way to clean that reflector. But when he did that, uh, it forced a change in the movie. And so the whole the whole uh, setup of the cookies and cream was a little bit different. And, He climbed up in that tree and dumped that stuff onto Caitlin. (laughs) He was the tallest one among us, and he's just like, "Let me do it." He (laughs) grabs, goes up in the tree. He takes the camera angle from down there. So you see the boobs because you got to uh-huh. have the boobs in the horror movie. But, you know, we want uh-huh. it on sci-fi eventually. So it's not going to be too many boobs in the horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then drops it. And then we did the close-up of the pudding hitting. And I added the little smoke and the sizzle and stuff later. Uh-huh. And, and it's just all that good stuff. Uh, you just have so much fun doing this <laughs> stuff. And we did uh-huh. cost Caitlin her cell phone, though, because when she's in the pool, in the water... She forgot that she had her cell phone in her pocket, and she, oh, she God. had to get, to get <laughs> calling her dad for that conversation. That was good. She, to, she called him on my phone, and she's yeah, it's Caitlin. Yeah, I lost my phone. <laughs>
3: <clears throat>
2: but yeah, that was in the backyard of Lance's parents' place. They have a pool, so I mean, we just color corrected it, so it looked like it was underwater in a river. Oh wow! Great on wow. action cam about that big. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's fantastic i mean it's just the things you can do if you have to yeah and now i've taken up way too much of your time but like oh I, no, I love, no 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 talking is, about the movie and it's this just, a pleasure it's awesome. yeah
1: yeah no we actually uh planned on just doing all day recording just because oh, um, I I have a weird schedule. My husband has a weird schedule and Steven is uh, retired. So I just oh, kind yeah. of, we just, I have no schedule
2: around. at all. <laughs> no schedule at all. Yeah. Well, I hope one day to have no schedule at all, but I don't, I don't know if that'll ever happen. We'll see, yeah. we'll see how well the, the wear rooster sells. Maybe then I can yeah, work in a yeah, situation yeah, right. <laughs> where the only thing I have to worry about is making more movies. Yeah.
1: And stories. Don't don't stop writing, man. Just I really like
2: your short story. Okay, so it follows the story of Thomas, who is... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you go. Uh, there's, <laughs> right. there's a whole novel and movie, and I was talking to a... I have a friend of mine who actually uh, produced The Meg, Belle Avery. She's...
1: No uh, shit. She, yeah. yeah,
2: she lives close wow. to me here. Um, out of all the places in the world she could live, she lives in western Virginia. And... Um, Anyway, so we're, we're going back and forth with ideas and stuff. And I ran this idea of, of the magic killer. People, and this is the thing that, that got me thinking. I went and shot a choral um, practice at the local college. And they were seeing a medieval piece from 13-something or whatever, right? It was gorgeous to hear. And the fact that they could, even on a college level, layer that, sound so that it hits you with an emotional impact. It didn't just Mm -hmm. hit you audibly. It hits you deep inside, basically, because that's what the music was designed to do. And I thought to myself, you know, people have always been smart since they've been people. They've always been smart, but they believe weird things. (laughs) What if? What if is a good way to start any kind of conversation? But what if you roll back to the 1300s and all the things that they believed were true for the time? What if there were dragons? What if there were vampires and werewolves and witches and all this kind of stuff? What would have to happen for us today to not have that? And I came up with the idea, based in part on something I read from Orson Scott Card, of a magic sink. A guy, Thomas Magic Killer, who went through the world and basically turned off magic. He found a scroll in Babylon after his brother was killed by a vampire, they got rid of all supernatural creatures. Basically, the supernatural creatures were like the training wheels for humanity huh? because they, they go with rules. Okay. You know? Yeah. Everybody's got rules. Vampires can't stand crosses. Werewolves don't come out until full moon. Silver bullets, all this kind of, everything's got rules except for people. People have no rules. Yeah, so we, we are kids, agents
1: of chaos. We yeah.
2: are agents of chaos. So if yeah. people are guided by these outside forces, they can't act too far outside those things. You don't sure. go out at night. You avoid the full moon. You stay home or else you pace the consequence. After he's, he's found this scroll, it basically turns off the training wheels. He travels the world and turns off the magic. Fast forward 700 years, he's tired of living. He's still alive. <laughs> And he tries to bring the magic back. He looks at the world and goes, "Look what we've done to it." <laughs> Maybe we need the training wheels. Uh-huh. And so it follows his story of trying to get the training wheels back on, which happens in New York. <laughs> and then John Ramsey has to deal with the consequences of <laughs> Okay. So
1: so, um, so oh, are you cool. familiar? are you familiar that's with the, the SCA? SCA? The SCA? Yes. The Society yeah. of Creative Anachronism. I have,
2: yeah, I had a good friend of mine who was into that.
1: I would, if you're going to go to the 1300s, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'd hit up
1: the SCA for sure because I'm right, actually, yeah. I uh, I play a Bronze Age Celt. Okay. Because okay. obviously, red hair, right?
2: Uh, right well, right, yeah.
1: green eyes. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely hit up the SEA because you could get some really awesome. Cl- they have it, and they love doing reenactment. I
2: that's true. That's true. I mean, that's literally mine, not what we do. And <laughs> I was well. That's a, yeah, an actress. Um, when I was in uh, working at a TV station, a friend of mine was really into that down in Virginia Tech. The whole thing, and he kept telling me, "Dave, you need to be a part of it. You need to be a part of it." And he showed me his <laughs> swords, and you know and how he was little. He would practice the the fighting and stuff, and you know. Smaller movements than I would have anticipated because you're hiding behind the shield and you're flipping the thing around of the shield and stuff. Oh, the
1: fighters! I was
2: watching it and I was like, "Wow, that's really good." I tell you what, I'll join if I get to be pope. (laughs) And he said, "No, we don't do popes here. We don't. That's (laughs) that's we don't do the religion." I said, "How can you do a medieval reenactment society without a pope? You're just taking out like (laughs) seventy percent of the society." And he's like, "No, we're not going to do it." (laughs) Years later, they got a pope. (laughs) (laughs) it's all on
1: how you word it it really I I mean you could you could push you could push some of the limits if you word it just right Um, Right. no the heavy fighters are are just amazing Um, yeah I'm actually in the archery
2: Mm, okay
1: but I'm not a combat archer
0: and and magic right that's your Uh,
1: yeah Um, one of my little I didn't have a lockdown, but I always just like, I prepared for it. So I got the Penn and Teller magic kit.
3: Oh. I'm,
1: I'm a huge Penn and Teller. Actually, right. if, if you've ever heard of Penn Sunday School, one of his co-hosts, Matt Donnelly, is the co-host or the host, whatever, however you want to say it, of Matt, Matt and Leah's Ice Cream Social. So if it weren't for Penn Jillette, we wouldn't have known each other.
2: Wow. How
0: about that?
1: And it's so, so
0: Stacy's creating a, a a medieval magician. No, it's character. Bronze Age. Bronze Age. No, sorry, <laughs> it's not. It's
1: not. It's it's actually part of Scott Rose. Okay. And yes. I made it, but I fell in love with SpongeBob Magic.
2: SpongeBob Magic. They cast with a a sponge thing and hit people, right?
1: Yeah, is lightning yeah. bolt, lightning right. bolt. Yep. Um, I've but no, that. I. I uh, I've been learning sleight of hand so that I can integrate it into SEA and I have my first performance at the Samhain, Samhain, tomato, tomato um, at the end of the month. But I mean, it's yeah, with with the 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 looming over your head, you know, you can't go anywhere. What are you going to do?
2: Right. Well, exactly. I'm going to watch
1: bad movies and learn sleight of hand magic.
2: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yeah, it's exactly what you do. You you be as creative as you can and do what you what you can. I did a lot of fishing. Um, yeah. Oh, one of the things I wanted to mention was, of course, you guys talked about me being like 90% this movie, and that's very flattering, but it's not true because <laughs> movies are a community event. When you write the movie, you're right. You're 100% that. Um, but when it comes to everything else, like I was saying, Colonel Sanders came up with some ideas. Uh, I'm not a moron, you are but buddy. <laughs> he found us some things. As a matter of fact, he became a co-producer on this when he bought a camera, which is oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're using these V1U's, which is fine, they're fine for what they do, but they were horrible in low light. And at this point, the DSLRs were starting to flow out and stuff mm-hmm. and get a little bit less expensive. Lance just went out and bought a used DSLR, and so we wound up using that for the rest of the thing. Um, it's just these things like you know, all these little things have to come together, and it's very flattering to be thought of. And my name is on it a lot, and I, I admit that you know I am the mastermind behind probably eighty-five percent of it. <laughs> um, however, that extra fifteen percent is what makes the move. It's just these guys coming together with a purpose, with a love. For mm-hmm. it, you don't get out there with volunteers if they don't have a love for it, because it's hot and you don't eat for a while. And <laughs> we got to do the same line sixteen times because David <laughs> says perfect. Let's do it again. That's the uh, that's the way I direct. And so mm. these guys, they stuck, they stuck it through, they stuck it out. And I was, I just, I could not do it. If you want to make something completely on your own, that's what books are for. That's what the screenplay is for. Oh, sure. If you're going to do a movie you got to bring in people. People are essential to everything that you're doing at that. And at that point, it becomes political because at that point, ah. other people have opinions. And at that <laughs> point, if you listen to them, your product is better. Your eventual thing is better. You listen and go, I never would have thought of that. Like the guy who, who commented on the, the review uh just the chicken head with some overalls i was like oh man what is wrong with you? that is exactly what i should have done. it would have fit perfectly with that
1: i just time uh, that by the way i think uh, that we're gonna uh, i time stamp sorry that's my dog uh hello. i timestamped stamp that i'd like to use that as part of the outtakes is the oh, 85 yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like kind of because i think that you know if if somebody sees that you can do something for 600 bucks and you get that kind of a feedback of, you know, I, I started it, but I didn't finish it by myself. I think that if we even just put it out in the ether, I think that that might, you never know um, who might pick that up and go, you know, this whole thing, I could probably pull this off too. And and I'd love to see more people like that.
2: Exactly. Right. I read Robert Rodriguez's book, rebel without a crew. And I thought to myself, Why am I not doing anything? I've got all this equipment here because I own a video production company. Mm -hmm. I've got all this equipment here. Why don't I at least try to do something? And I felt kind of guilty that, you know, this is the thing I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. This is the thing that I love to do. Why am I not doing it? I'm letting too many other things bother me. Basically Mm -hmm. the day-to-day, you know, you got to pay the bills kind of stuff, those things. But when I took the opportunity to do something like that, to me, the final product of it, it was so worth it. It was just like, this is a this is a business where you beat your head against the wall and you beat your head against the wall and you just keep beating the head against the wall. And eventually the wall goes away and then you're on the other side of it. And you're like, wow, this was what we wanted to get to. And this is what we can be proud of, all of our accomplishments and stuff. And you get through a lot of bad stuff. Literally, I don't recommend anybody ever track down Crimson Bold. If anybody has had a copy of it, which I don't think has happened. I don't recommend anybody do that. Read the book. Read the book. You'll have a much better experience. (laughs) If we didn't do Crimson Fold, we wouldn't have been able to do this and we wouldn't have been able to do that. And so that's the way life is, in my opinion, is you start with places that you don't stay there. If you stay there, you'll never do anything. But if you learn from it, then you can move on. Keep beating your head against the wall until the wall goes away. That's basically (laughs) all you can do, especially if you don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> you got there's a lot of walls my friend Belle like for instance she did the Meg it took 10 years
0: from the really? time that she
2: got the rights to it wow. to the time that she made it was a decade of false starts almost happens all these little things that look like all the dominoes are about to fall and then finally they fell and there you go and now you got oh. the sequel coming up yeah. in like 2023 or something like that she's really busy working on that Wow. Or you got the lock also by Stephen Altman. She was working on that. So it's, it's, you know, it it's, nothing's easy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I am working on a pandemic short because Lance is now, uh, he's got a full time job, dominates all this time. And so does Justin, which they didn't have when we first met. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and families, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, yeah. Right. Into the, the picture as we get older and uh, we, um, mature and such. So I am working on one called The Thin Black Line, which is a uh, uh, an undertaker trying to keep a vampire behind a door for a night. Okay. okay. So it's a one person thing um, and I just need a room and basically that's it. Vampire's Wake, the funeral home I used for Vampire's Wake, which is also on Digger Radium, uh they they're like anytime you want dave come on back because that's what like i said this is the area we live in anytime oh. you want anything just come on in and uh, we'll work it out so we had the full run with funeral home and everything uh same kind of thing but it's basically a battle of wits between an undertaker and a vampire huh. how to keep him behind the door until okay. sunrise. until sunrise, yeah. Until sunrise. And of course, in, in everything I do, there's always some sort of subtext or under thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's uh, what happens when you have That's... a good cop and uh, you got a whole bunch of bad cops who don't want him to succeed. It's that yeah. same kind of uh, storyline we've seen for, I don't know, since there've been cop movies, you know, sure. since yeah. Agnes, even before that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing except applied to a funeral home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm working on that. And uh, uh, it's going to be it's one of those ancient, you know, um, definitions of satire. So it's going to be a little over the top and dress and that kind of thing. So it's going to be like, you know, 1800s dress for a modern kind of deal uh, as if these guys are really they have a uniform and such. You know, I'm really talking way too much. I'm sorry. No no, 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 I, no, 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 no. This is I, great. I just, it seems really <laughs> to me if things come out of my mouth. So, I mean, if I'm, if I'm boring. Well, but like I'm you
1: said, sometimes, sometimes that's how you get those thoughts. I mean, that's somebody exactly can say right. something offhanded and just say, you know, uh, because you know, there's there's always that wherever you are, and you're 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 making a, a movie in a specific area, there are things that the local people will call you on, like um right. the Alaska one where it's I think the, it's a Disney movie called Denali or something like that, and they have a polar bear club that goes with them. No
2: polar bears
1: don't go that far down
2: and and so
1: it's it's little things like that or like uh it
2: pulls you right out of the movie then doesn't it
1: yeah and and
2: yeah
1: and and you have those things where like the what was i think it was just called alaska or whatever the vampire movie that they had up here because we do have so long where there is no sun
2: 30 days of night yeah
1: oh yeah 30 days a night thank you
2: yeah based on the graphic novel
1: and no. and you and people are like, oh, that's not possible. I'm like, you've never been past the Arctic Circle, have you, hun?
2: Because you <laughs> Get can rid in the uh you not not want to go there.
1: <laughs> I I actually got to go all the way out, and I went out the safest I possibly could, and and I say for point zero 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 three seconds, the world really did revolve around me.
2: <laughs> wow, literally. And wow. and you
1: just watched the sun just circle. And it is the trippiest thing because it just doesn't go down. I mean here in here in Anchorage you get nautical twilight for three hours on the solstice and that's it. Wow.
2: Yeah. And so. yet some people believe the world is flat. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
1: oh and 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 climate change isn't a real thing, even yeah, though cool. I mean climate. when I was a kid, Halloween, you know, there's at least three, four feet of snow and you had to figure out how to put your costume on over your snowsuit. And it's been the last couple of years, there has been no oh, snow ground.
2: Wow. What a difference. That's changing the entire culture, I bet.
1: Um, it's, it's changed the animal's behavior a little bit. Um, hmm. The problem is, uh, you know, I went on a 12 year walkabout in the lower 48. So I've lived in Seattle and Phoenix and Kansas city, Missouri, because mm-hmm. if you've ever lived in Kansas City you know you have to identify what <laughs> side of the river you're on right
3: right right mm-hmm. um,
1: you start learning about these little things that each town has and then you start kind of getting awareness of of how how things cycle through mm. and you know it's it's kind of interesting we had a, a a recent movie we watched and you couldn't tell what season it was filmed in um in one of the scenes, they're in a, a ice cream parlor, and there's Christmas paint decorations on the windows. Okay. And and you can't. I mean, there's snow and there's it no was a snow. Halloween
0: movie. Sometimes oh, okay. sometimes the trees are all green. Sometimes there's leaves on the ground.
1: <laughs> sometimes there's so and and then there's Christmas themes in the back, and you're just like, could you just keep it? Con-? And it's a spoof <laughs> movie, we know it, but when when it doesn't have that weird consistency like yours does. Because yours is very obviously one season. And I'm sure if, if you can't get all the people together in one, at one time, you know it, it goes back to know your know your area.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it, right. Because lost, it can
1: snow here one day and be fine the next.
2: <laughs> right. Well, October's like that here. But we lost uh, the leaves in the time that we were able to do the scene where the were rooster gets caught in the net we lost our leaves because we had to go do, we do um, the Miss USA pageants for New Jersey, New York, and um, Maryland. Okay. So, and Delaware at that time. We were doing okay. Delaware too uh, in Wilmington. And so we went to, uh, to New Jersey. And when we came back, fall had fallen. It had gone. And so mm-hmm. we're in November now instead of October. And we still had a scene where we were supposed to trap the rooster in the net. And you get, I think I winged it, which I think is one of the best lines <laughs> in the entire movie. And Lance's reaction to that, just roll on his eyes like, oh, my God. They're talking about low-hanging fruit. But anyway,
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the place that we went to shoot that, leaves are gone. They're dead. So we worked it into the script. You know, the supernatural always affects the natural. So uh-huh. you do this whole thing where, like, camp's right over there, over here. The world's changed a bit, you know, and that's how you explain it. When you get back to camp after wounding the rooster, hey, everything's green and, and, <laughs> and everything else, because camp is away from where the way rooster's supposed to be, but close enough to explain why he kills everybody, which he didn't do because that was a small chart.
3: <laughs>
2: devious charlotte just always up to something what part and this is, a, a, this is one thing i forgot to ask you guys what part stood out for you as the worst part of that movie what what mistake did i make that i can avoid in the future the the
0: the camp the 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 elaborate campground from the backpacks that's it that, that's only i can think of. what do you think stacy um, that's the thing we kept going back to. Oh, wow, now they've got another pan and another.
2: <laughs> where did that come from? You're yeah. Right, right, right.
1: Um, I, I honestly did like how you did the uh, the were roosters site, like how, how it changed. Because oh, I yeah. actually did yeah, a high school cool. movie yeah. where I took a, a melted gel mm-hmm. and put mm-hmm. it over the camera, and that was my ghost. it was high school um so
2: differently yeah
1: so i hope nobody ever picks that because i think that was actually it's from a choice that i i have actually personally made i think that's awesome but i'm afraid people might say that that's a little too cheesy i loved Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um if i were to pick something um I, I think the uh, the initiation at the end with all the hens
3: mm-hmm.
1: was was actually kind of. I mean, I, I get the idea that they're initiating their new mm-hmm. uh, rooster. The rooster,
3: right?
1: Um, but if you could incorporate, like, because I know that they actually do that naturally, right? Within within the farm, if you could actually like maybe because i know that the the he didn't really uh my my i'm my family's from nebraska let's just say that he didn't puff up Mm. the new roosters always puff up and they they, always like scratch things and, and they're scratching um not necessarily the hens but they will you know Right, dominate the hens right. and that was the only thing I actually had a problem with just from actually seeing a, a rooster dominate a the hens
2: thing. right okay that's a great point we originally were actually going to use a real rooster we shot him after we got back from that New Jersey trip we shot a uh, there's a fellow here in town who has a whole bunch of roosters and I'm not going to ask what he does with them
3: <laughs> um,
2: they're all in one yard and uh, they have each other little houses and in the, in the past that would have been indicative of a cockfighting kind of situation. Uh-huh, you would yeah. think yeah yeah in the past now yeah, in yeah, right. the present i don't know what he, and i didn't ask i just asked because some of them were gorgeous absolutely uh-huh. gorgeous
1: My my friend has chickens in the valley and if you don't have a rooster that can get the hens to produce you have a useless bird right right oh, yeah. and exactly. so that's probably what he does is he probably breeds them to be uh to to be, be more of a a useful man thing
2: we're gonna go with that yeah anyway <laughs> yeah <I'm gonna laughs> go, <"Don't laughs> use, tell kind of thing but uh he brought the roosters in and he had a pretty good train he said now in the old days and i like i said i didn't ask about the old days in the old days, he could make the rooster walk backwards. He could make him walk forwards. He could make him walk side to side. He could do all this kind of stuff. The training, he went through. There's
1: for, for roosters.
2: <laughs> whatever purpose. <laughs> so we shot the uh, the rooster. It just didn't work. It just ne- I could never get that thing to work inside the film. Where Clayton comes back to his form. I initially was going to show a giant chicken. hmm morphing into a human being and i just couldn't get it done at the time with the technology that i own i'm sure there's a studio out there somewhere where that would have been 15 minutes of somebody just putting something on a thing you know tablet and that was it but for me having to do all of this the effects and the editing and all this i didn't know how to do it so we we just dropped it completely i thought you know just let people's imaginations go but when we went into the uh interior where lance is supposed to change we actually have like a little rubber beak that we stuck in his mouth
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh it didn't look right so i replaced <laughs> it with a cgi beak coming out of his mouth as if it was supposed to split him right from the inside a la you know american werewolf in london or something like that where it comes out and splits the face open and it basically becomes the the wolf part of it <laughs> and um uh, and then of course cut away But the puffery part of that, I did not even think of that. Thank you very much, Stacy. I appreciate that. Maybe in the future, he'll get a lot more puffy. It's
0: like you think about the foghorn leghorn, right? In the car. It always puffs out his chest really big.
2: Yeah, but he also pulls his sleeves back while not wearing any when he's getting ready to punch somebody. That's (laughs) true. That's very true. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, we had an artist actually do the were rooster. The, this the little illustration that you put at the beginning of this podcast. Oh which yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. That was nice. Uh, Eddie Price, he did a he's he's known as that three D guy, and he goes to conventions and such. And there's a local comic book convention that I help out with Rob Con, and uh, that's where I met him. And I asked him, I said, "Listen, draw me a where rooster. What do you think it would look like?" Uh-huh. And he did basically the Hulk with the split pants. And the legs and stuff coming uh-huh. off. And like, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And so I'm going to try to replicate that. I've got a mannequin. And you've seen the head. If you look yes. at the Facebook page, yes. that I'm working on the head and trying to get it right. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be some CG elements of that. But the rest of it's going to be very practical. And, you know, basically, it's going to be the dinosaur screaming at you kind of thing. I mean, yeah. basically, that's, yeah. that's all you can really do. And, you know, people may like it. They may not. But right now, uh, a vast majority of people do not like the fact they can't see the rooster.
0: <laughs> I I actually didn't realize that until we were talking about the movie afterwards.
2: Oh, really? And yes.
0: Oh, Stacy says we never saw the rooster. So what? Right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. No, I could. No. I had an image in my head of what the rooster
2: looked like. <laughs> I'm glad I planted that there without ever. Going <laughs> exactly. To show. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you've been implanted. But right. uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what we can do about the rest of that and do a quick re-edit and such. But yeah, I mean, just give me your addresses and I'll be happy to send you out a copy of if you like Blu-rays, which I I oh yeah no recommend. absolutely yeah, yeah we, we will we
1: will definitely pay for them. Uh, yeah. We want to we <laughs> want to really get uh, that uh, prosthetic uh, budget a little. Push
0: <laughs> <hell>? <laughs> You can spend six hundred and twenty
2: dollars on the next one. <laughs> uh, well, I'd be happy to tell you that the Ware Rooster uh has made four times the budget Wow into savings to make the next one. So uh, it paid for itself <laughs> and then it has uh, I don't know what we're gonna do with all that money. It's just uh so much, so much money. But uh
0: yeah it's
2: it's uh it's a lot of fun to do and i I, i'm dying to get back to it i really am just cannot wait for everything to calm down until we can have some sort of semblance of normality and then you know start making stuff again and in the meantime there's the thin black line i've got
3: it
2: yeah ready to go and i have to remodel my office a little bit to make the office that i have for that and then of course i got to find a really cool looking door or find a cgi way to do the door um because, you know, it's got to be a pretty good door to seal in a vampire. It's got to be a good door. Right? It's got to be a nice door. But anyway, right. thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It. That was very awesome. We're All right. Good. I'm glad All you're right. entertained. <laughs> All
0: right. Be good. All right. We'll see you Thank bye you. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and end this, okay?
1: Yeah, um so I
0: could cuz we got to start the minutes? video. Yeah. The video's got to start. Uh, it takes a while to process.
1: Yeah, and I have a little stone dog who I gave him a whole one today, so.
0: Okay. All so, right.
1: So 30 minutes,
0: 45 how, what do you want? Let's do
1: 45. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.